Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 12, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. Blessing and Tim on a Thursday. On you a rarely Thursday. see it. You know, I, I've been missing you on Mondays. I'm going to say I've been having a real good time with Janet. It's been a lot of oh, fun. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. Uh, I, appreci- I appreciate Janet because it was me and Janet yesterday. And I, I, I haven't gotten as much of a chance to host one-on-one with Janet. I know... I'm very much looking forward to this fall where it's just me and her on PSL of UXOXO. But it's that thing where every time every time it's me and her one-on-one on shows, I feel like there's a magic there. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if if that's the Janet mag- magic. I don't know if that's the Janet Bless magic. I know you and J- you and Janet got a thing going on Our on, on Gettys, Tim baby. And Janet Mondays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's magic, man. I love it. And I, I, of course, gotta love the the Tim and Bless shit too. So so let's let's bring that magic on a Thursday. Thursdays have been Tim and Tam for a while. But oh yeah. Let's bring some Thursday energy. Now, Tim, I want to start this in a magical way, because as people know, we got the Blessings Super Fun Games calendar uh, that I've been updating over mm-hmm. the months. All right. It's get, it gets longer and longer. It gets more and more incredible. Tim, I have a late entry into Ooh. the calendar that I think you might appreciate. Kevin, I have a link in the doc if you want to open that link. It's a link to a YouTube trailer. I don't even want to tease what it is until Kevin yeah, brings it on give, screen. I'm sorry. Give me two seconds. Of course, I don't have the full <laughs> open yet. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. Oh, now, Tim, before we, before we even get into it, do you have any guesses on what this game might be? So you're adding a game to your list that was previously not announced? Yes. Ooh, I don't know. I haven't seen any, I haven't seen Twitter today, so I don't know. Oh. I don't even know what this could be. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's along the lines of a Hot Wheels Unleashed. Oh, game, hell yeah. Let's go. A game go. that shouldn't game look this good that might end up being a Game of the Year 2021 contender. Kevin, go ahead and play that trailer. I've always dreamed of this day. Show me what Lock you've got. Oh, just wait for it. Oh, my God. Just wait for it. Yeah. Is this a fucking nerf first-person shooter? It 100% is. I believe it's it's like it's a uh, competitive multiplayer, but then also it has a single player campaign. That's crazy. I hope this blows up. I, I know it probably won't, but I really hope it does. It's the it's the exact same thing of that Hot Wheels Unleashed trailer where I'm like, oh, this, there's no way this can be good, right? But like looking at this trailer, this looks like everything I want from this kind of game. Now look, I don't want to jump legends. off the straight off just being negative about this, but I will say the difference between this and the Hot Wheels thing, and I even have this criticism about the Hot Wheels thing, but I like it. If you're going to make a Hot Wheels game, make it Hot Wheels. Have the Hot, Hot Wheels orange tracks. Play like if you're in a garage, you're in a real-size garage, you're a little tiny car. I don't want to be like taking a Hot Wheels car, blow it up to real size, and it's just driving in the streets. I like that they're using real Nerf guns here. I don't like that they're not Nerf bullets. I want them to just commit to this being a Nerf game, not a game where they're shooting lasers and shit. 
I, I dig that. But I, I feel like that's the I, fantasy I of Nerf, be... right? Like, my, my thing is with the Hot Wheels thing. Hot Wheels don't run like real cars. Like, them shits, they don't have fucking drivers behind the wheels. Like, Nerf guns, when, you use, when you're in a Nerf gun battle, your imagination is, 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 is running wild, right? Like, you're shooting those Nerf guns as if you're shooting lasers. That's my feel thing. That. I think this makes sense. This is part of the imagination of it. But what's the difference, then, between this is a video game and, and Apex? I mean, it's the branding. It's the energy. It's the family-friendly nature. I got an, I got an IGN article here that I'll read about Nerf Legends, uh, where I guess IGN was the ones that exclusively announced uh, Nerf Legends on their site, uh, where they title it, Nerf Legends is a sci-fi shooter fully loaded with the classic dark guns. This is from Matt Perslow. Uh, he writes, IGN can exclusively announce Nerf Legends, a sci-fi FPS from Game Mill Entertainment based on the range of beloved toy guns from Hasbro. Nerf Legends is described as a family-friendly FPS, and so is a tamer alternative to the likes of Halo and Call of Duty. It features, but I, that's a that's an interesting way to put it because in my head Fortnite is more so the alternative. But I like where they're going here with the with the marketing. Yeah, it, it features both single player and multiplayer modes with the the campaign pitting you against evil robots using a whole arsenal of accurately depicted Nerf blasters. Although these ones fire energy, not foam darts, and the PvP supporting up to eight players. Set across 19 sci-fi locations, the camp the campaign features a variety of boss battles and challenges. Along the way, you'll be able to acquire uh, power-ups such as magnetic pull-up darts, uh, or ma- magnet- magnetic pull darts, push darts, seeker darts, and slow darts that will add variety to combat encounters. They're used in, in combination with an arsenal of 15 nerf blasters that have been pulled from Hasbro's Mega, Ultra, and Elite toy lines. Each blaster can be personalized with perks and skins. Your player character is also customizable. Tim. Yes. Like, the, the further I get to this article, the more I'm like, you guys put in way more than you had to in this game. Because well, I want to I mean, hey. a basic-ass bitch. Hey, here's a shooter mode, and that's about it. Nah, man. But they're going they're in. Not, you got 19 different locations. Darts? If they're, they're going to do yeah. this... They got to do it. You know why? You got to go all the way. It's Nerf. Nothing. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. There it is. There it is. It's Nerf or nothing. Nerf Legends out this October. A late entry into the Blessing Super Fun Games calendar. Everybody look forward to that. But for now, Tim, let's talk about Call of Duty leaks. A new game studio and more because this is kind of funny games daily each new week at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash games where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post-show. Housekeeping for you, Monday, Kind of Funny is hosting the Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda launch party. That's right, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time over on twitch.tv slash crystaldynamics. Greg and Miss Marvel herself, Sandra Saad, will be hosting two hours of gameplay, dev insight, and cast interviews. Yes, Black Panther himself, Christopher Judge, will be there, and you should too, Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash crystaldynamics. Uh, Tim, fun fact for you. I learned this earlier this week, just randomly while searching through the internet. Christopher Judge was also in Def Jam Vendetta. Really? Just a fun fact for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly who he played. All I know is that oh. he was a voice in that game. Dude. So if you're a Def Jam Vendetta fan and you're a fan of God of War, guess what? Boom, guess surprise, what? Christopher Judge in both. Dude, 
I, I went down a rabbit hole. Uh, I think it was last week when Janet and I were were on one of the shows and we were talking about portable uh, systems. And uh, we were talking about that portable PS2 that somebody made. I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube of looking at old PS2 games, which of course led me back to NBA Street Volume 2. And I'm watching this. I probably watched like 40 minutes straight of just people playing NBA Street Volume 2. Just oh hearing the sounds. The sound design of that game is impeccable. The way that like the, the, the game breakers and all that stuff, when it just like it ratchets up with the record scratches, I'm like, yo, there's something so special here. The DJ saying the same five things over and over and over, but it didn't matter because they were hype. Oh my shit. God. Bobito Garcia, aka DJ oh. Cucumber Slice. That was my Come guy. On. That Come was my on. guy back in the day. I love DJ Cucumber Slice. Shout out to him. What's he up to nowadays? Uh, we also got a new episode of the Kind of Funny Games Cast live right now. Uh, we have on Luis Antonio 12 Minutes, and we play 12 Minutes of 12 Minutes. It's an, it's an excellent episode, uh, and it's up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe, and I cannot recommend that, that one enough. Uh, we have such a great time. Very fascinating uh, game, and talking to Louise about it, he had a lot of fascinating things to say about it, uh, and so it was, a, it was a wonderful one that I recommend anybody go check out that episode. Whether or not you're looking forward to 12 Minutes, I think it's one that you don't want to miss. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Freshly, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Starting with our number one, Call of Duty Vanguard has been leaked once again. This is from Liam Wiseman over at IGN. We all know that a new Call of Duty game will drop this year as they do every year. And it looks like more details on the next installment have been leaked via the latest Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War update. The news comes by way of Charlie Intel, which says the leak seemingly seemingly confirming the reported title of Call of Duty Vanguard was discovered in the latest Season 5 update for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, including artwork, the game logo, and perhaps most, most interestingly for fans, mention of an open beta. Fans quickly discovered uh, the leaked material through data mining the game files for the latest update. Vanguard does indeed look like another World War II inspired setting, given the clothing and guns the characters are using. This seems to confirm the report from earlier this year, which countered ideas that the game would be set in an alternate timeline in which World War II hadn't ended. Once leaked, the images quickly began to make the rounds on social media, particularly Twitter, though Activision has been quick to begin taking down many of the leaked images from websites. The leaks suggest the game will receive three editions similar to to those Black Ops Cold War received, uh, Standard, Cross-Gen, and Ultimate. A screenshot detailing an early access open beta was also discovered, likely available for players that pre-ordered the game. Activision has yet to comment on the leak, but if the game is scheduled to launch this year, it's likely to, it's likely to not be too long before an official announcement is made. The company is currently embroiled in a lawsuit regarding multiple acts of sexual sexual misconduct, harassment, and misogyny, which has led to staff walkouts and some senior staff leaving the company. And Tim, if I mean, like this, the last few weeks have definitely not been Activision's Activision Blizzard's week. This is. The this is the the continuance of that I guess the continuance being a word I just made up just now, um, yeah. but yeah like I mean uh, th- none of this is really a surprise this all makes sense this all tracks with Call of Duty. Uh, my thing is you know coming off of that last paragraph right there talking about the uh, the sexual misconduct harassment and misogyny the lawsuit around that you know I wonder how Activision talks about this game I wonder how they market this game I wonder how leading up to the release they go about actually trying to get this thing out the door 
Yeah, I mean, I think the the sad reality is I don't think that it's going to affect too much uh, with that from a plan perspective, from team's perspective of so many like staff walkouts and stuff. Will they just not do the jobs they're being asked to do because there's more important shit to deal with now? I think that's kind of where this is at uh, in terms of the rollout for this Call of Duty. Everything's up in the air. Everything's been weird the last couple of years because of the situation we're in. So it is a little bizarre that we... Are, we've never been this late uh, to not have details officially out about a Call of Duty game that you got to imagine is coming out within the next couple of months, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that necessarily has, I think that has more to do with uh, the Corona stuff and just like Activision's plans when it comes to E3 and uh, Gamescom and all those other events, uh, Summer Game Fest as a whole, um, than it does the, these other things. But now they're all compounded. They're all together. And we can't talk about Activision games without talking about the reality that that company is dealing with right now. Um, and, you know, again, that's our job as reporters on this stuff to bring that up because mm-hmm. it matters. And I think that we'll we'll see how, how this all ends up coming out. I, I think in terms of just talking about the game, I'm a little surprised they're just going back to, to World War II again so soon but um i also don't know what else you'd expect from call of duty at this point that kind of just feels like there's been so many iterations and so many versions of warfare that it's like all right yeah i mean that's i think that's kind of the interesting predicament they find themselves in when trying to green light whatever the next call of duty is is over the last decade and a half you know call of duty being the thing and call of duty being annualized they've ping-ponged back and forth from being all right we're gonna tackle world war ii all right we've done that a lot let's do future warfare all right let's do modern warfare all right let's go back and there's only so much you can do with that call of duty setup like what are they going to do go even more into the future (laughs) like there there's it's it's definitely a difficult thing to try and be creative now with call of duty and do something that people aren't expecting and so for them going back to world war ii i guess for them the thing is alternate history you know how let's try and wolfenstein it in a way and try to make it something that is familiar but unfamiliar that way we can keep it we can make it interesting um but that that is hard to do you know i i do wonder what you know for a decade now we've kind of pondered the the sales of call of duty and you know to be honest i feel like a lot of games media never really gave call of duty the credit of of what it was and it was always kind of like the um i'm blanking on the words right now but kind of the uh pro shooter the, the the sky is falling type thing where it's just oh, like okay. oh like uh, Call of Duty is not going to be number one forever. It's like eventually like they're they're going to stop being able to hit it, and it's like here we are with Black Ops Four <laughs> with the with four Roman numeral eyes next to each other. We're like, how the hell did we get here? We're so far down this, but it's still number one, number one, number one. Mm-hmm. Is this the year though? Is with that with everything you know? And I I don't think that the um the the lawsuit stuff's going to affect sales that much, but I think it, it will affect sales to an extent. Um on top of the kind of seeminess of okay world war ii again we were just there it feels like two years ago i think right with call of duty on top of the fact that competition and there is more than ever um whereas back in the day it was call of duty versus battlefield well this year it's call of duty versus battlefield versus halo versus fortnite versus apex yes. versus warzone themselves yeah. right like with the creation of warzone and over the last couple of years it kind of getting its stranglehold on the call of duty community and the gaming community is there a place for a full price retail call of duty game the answer is yes but is that lessened and how much so and i I mean 
if I ha- if I had to give a say, I'd say that has probably lessened, especially with the release of Warzone. People have an avenue where they can just jump into a Call of Duty for free, and Warzone is the thing that is in vogue. Battle Royale is the thing that is in vogue, and Call of Duty for now is going to continue to be successful, right? I don't know if it's going to continue to have the same numbers that it's it's always had, given what you're talking about. It's, it reminds me of the same fall where we got a Call of Duty battlefield i think it was battlefield one and then titanfall all in in the same fall and the victim there was titanfall you know titanfall 2 the the sales there weren't there because ea kind of fucked up the the timing of that release especially with battlefield a game that they also own um but looking at this fall this fall is even more competitive than that fall right like you got halo infinite the multiplayer for that is going to be free to play you got battlefield 2042 which is going for a similar uh like hardcore war setting in, in um uh with a like with a premium 70 dollars release right that is going to be next gen or i guess current gen new gen and old gen uh you got you got you got fortnite you got apex you also got games like splitgate there are so mm-hmm. many avenues in which people can play multiplayer shooters whether it be arena whether it be a war shooter or whether it be a battle royale that this fall more than ever i think call of duty it's call of duty's year to you know kind of lose it or get damaged a bit call of duty still call of duty so it's hard for me to imagine that it isn't the best selling game this fall but if there's any fall that's going to happen it might be this fall you know but that is a wait and see kind of thing yeah man and it's it's going to be really interesting when we are looking at this landscape now where so many of the games we're talking about are to some extent free or subscription-based for subscriptions that a lot of people have, like Game Pass. Like with Halo making its return, and from everything we've seen from the multiplayer side, it seems to be uh, you know the biggest deal in Halo we've had in a decade um, on top of the continued success of the other things like Fortnite and Apex, blah, 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 continuing down that path. We have the Battlefield going for something truly different where it's it's massive it is epic it is such a grand scale that you're not mm-hmm. getting in in any of these other games it's like what does call of duty vanguard have to offer um and that's not just oh it's a new call of duty which granted is enough for millions of people but when you're comparing it to all these other things is it they're going to look at it like oh we have these games that we're playing for free if i'm going to buy one game i'm going to buy this or is it going to be like why would i buy this when i have all these games that are similar enough to, to play for free. What do you what do you think is the worst case scenario for Call of Duty this fall if it doesn't hit the way that it needs to? Because for me, when I look at Call of Duty and I think about Call of Duty over the last decade, I think the sentiment around Call of Duty has kind of always been, yeah, they're kind of coasting. Like they put out qual- quality games, but not games that feel for much of the audience that special or that dynamically different or something that's worth uh uh putting on a pedestal right like there uh, you mentioned like game games critics and games media you know not being as um like you know like putting as much focus on call of duty as something that is dynamic or different or what or or whatever if call of duty vanguard comes out and their reveal very much is here's another call of duty like it's world war ii it's the modes you like but it is very much a run-of-the-mill average call of duty game I mean, do you think that does anything to how Activision starts to treat the Call of Duty franchise? Or is it very much business as usual? Hey, we're fine with this. Hey, let's just do the same thing next year. I think it's business as usual for right now. And I do think an important uh, thing to to note is the fact that Halo is like Xbox only. 
right? So mm-hmm. the PlayStation audience is huge, um, especially when you're looking at PS4. So I feel like until we see the pure shift over to games being next gen only, that's when I think this conversation gets more interesting about what Call of Duty actually starts to do to differentiate itself um, or kind of maybe not even differentiate itself, but just prove its worth uh, and value in 2022, 23, 24, whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we just see a continued trend towards supporting Warzone and these new tentpole yearly games kind of just being um, a, a pricey excuse to have new themes and stuff for, for Warzone. Tim, let's keep talking about Activision Blizzard with story number two. Diablo 4's game director is out at Blizzard. Uh, this is from Michael McWherter at Polygon. Veteran Blizzard Entertainment developers Louise Bariga, the director of Diablo 4, and Jesse McCree, one of the game's lead designers, are no longer employed at the game company, Kotaku reported on Wednesday. World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LaCraft has also left has also reportedly left the company. Activision Blizzard confirmed the departures in a statement to Polygon, quote, We can confirm Louise Bariga, Jesse McCree, and Jonathan LaCraft are no longer with the company, uh, an Activision Blizzard spokesperson said. Quote, we have a deep, talented roster of developers already in place, and new leaders have been assigned where appropriate. We are confident in our ability to continue progress, deliver amazing experiences to our players, and move forward to ensure a safe, productive work environment for all. End quote. McCree, whose name, whose name was borrowed for Overwatch's Cowboy Hero, had been a lead-level a lead designer at Blizzard since 2005, according to his LinkedIn profile. He was pictured in recently published photos of Blizzard developers' so-called Cosby Suite, a nickname for a hotel hotel room mentioned in a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard. He also appeared in screenshot screenshots of text of a text message thread with other Blizzard staffers about the suite. And this is, of course, you know, part of the ongoing saga of Activision Blizzard, the the lawsuit there, everything going on. Uh, I think this is good news, right? Like get. Yeah all those folks out of there get like there has to be some sort of cleansing in terms of the people who have contributed to that toxic environment you know we got to get those people out and replace them with 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 new folks and so i think this is a good good news story in that sense the thing i do want to point out is this mccree situation because you know again like um jesse mccree was uh, is who inspired the name for mccree the character in overwatch and with overwatch 2 around the corner I wonder if they keep that name. I wonder if they rename McCree to something new because that is kind of a weird thing to have hanging there, right? Like you let go yeah. of this guy, you acknowledge that, hey, this was a problem. This was this this guy. Th- this guy is a factor into what our culture has been here. I can't imagine you put out Overwatch two and keep that character with that name. Yeah, man. Look, it's a complicated situation. I, I think that, like you said, this is good news uh, overall. Like it, it. This whole situation freaking sucks, and it sucks that it's going to continue to suck forever. And it's uh, just on us to try to lessen that over time. But I think that that's what this is, right? When we we think about what action items we want to see over these lawsuits and stuff, it's like, yeah, getting these people out is one of them. Uh, it is uh, unfortunate that there's not details here on like, did they leave or were they fired? Mm. and are they fired with giant severance packages like what but we don't know these details and i i don't i don't know the legal side of it and you know all that stuff about what it would ever be be allowed yeah exactly like there's so many layers to this shit that that is above me for sure but uh then when it comes to your conversation about the the name mccree and all that stuff it's you know there's 
we are in this era of the art versus the artist and, and so many different layers of that conversation. I don't think it's black and white, um, but I do think that it is on people to make decisions on how they want to consume the art and consume artists and all that stuff. And when it comes to this, like I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people on those teams that are like, we should change the name mm-hmm. of McCree. And I think that there's not like that is not that big of an issue. It's like, hey, there's a reason we're doing this, right? And we're going to do it and we're going forward. Will that yeah. get approved from everyone above? I don't know. But that's why these type of things, we need to get new folk in there to be able to stand by their teams and stand by those decisions if those if that's what the team wants. Yeah, I think it factors into what we've talked about on the show a little bit over the weeks too, where you know, we're, we're folks who very much pay attention to the industry and pay attention to stuff going on at Activision Blizzard. But Overwatch is a very high-selling game, and there are so many people that hop into that game that, pr- that probably have no idea what the fuck is going on over at Activision Blizzard. And so it, it is that weird balance of, do we change the game? Do we change the name for the people paying attention? I, I for one, as somebody who loves Overwatch and somebody who, who has played so much Overwatch over, over the years, I would very much like them to change the name of McCree. I don't think... I don't think keeping that name is appropriate, and I don't. I like. I I would feel uncomfortable like seeing that character's name in the game that way, and I would have no problem with them changing the name of McCree. But you know, people like me are probably like a tenth of the audience for the for the other for the other nine out of ten of the audience that has no idea. Do they see a name change and go, "Oh, that's weird. What the fuck happened there?" And is that a big of a deal? I, those are the questions that they're probably asking themselves over there right now. Look, at the end of the day, and this is something that we're going to keep dealing with forever, it's like people get offended by different things and people get triggered by different things. And if you can't be empathetic and understand that, like you you should need to look into yourself and re- like really think about that. Because sure, you might be the the minority on that of like there's not that many people that feel that way, but you do feel that way. And that mm. doesn't necessarily mean that they have to change it and have to listen to every single time somebody gets offended about anything. But the fact is you are offended by it. So they need to listen to that. They need to at least know that that's a fact. What they do from that, that's on them. But at the end of the day, is it really that big of a deal to change its yeah. name? I don't think so. And it's like, especially when we're talking about something like this, where it's like, th- th- even if you don't know about it, and like, look, if the team, and I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but if the team does want to push to change the name, like the people that are actually actively working on this stuff, then if they were to change the name of people like if above them were to argue, um, well, this is just bringing more attention to it. It's like, yeah, it is bringing more attention to it. It's bringing more attention to all this fucked up shit that needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I do think there are valid options there that won't make it so that it's, it's a super weird thing, right? Like his, the full name of the character is Jesse McCree. You can change the name to Jesse, right? Like you have options, you have options mm-hmm. like that. You can rebrand him as something new, give him like a superhero name, make him cowboy man, uh, uh, or just make him cowboy man, you know, just make him that. Like you can, you can, you can find ways to do it that aren't going to be super wild and out there, but it is, I mean, that, that again, just comes back to the complicated nature of it. And, you know, like how game development, how game development works, how communities work, how, how this stuff works, but it's an ongoing process. Tim, let's talk about something a little bit more exciting. Like story number three, say hello to a new game studio. This is from Mike Wilson at Bloody Disgusting. Seeing as seeing as Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor dabbled in video games with his classic score for Quake, bandmate Robin Fink, who has also been involved in scoring video games, has now decided to dive further into the medium. Announced today, Fink 
has teamed up with AAA game development veteran Corey Davis, uh, who you know from Condemned Fear and then Spec Ops The Line, uh, to found art house game studio, game development studio Eyes Out. The Los Angeles-based studio, quote, taps into a shared love of video games and building atmosphere through the imaginative use of audio and visuals, end quote. Both Davis and Fink are no stranger to music, video games, and horror. In addition to the previously mentioned titles, Davis has also, wor <clears throat> also worked as creative creator and composer of the breakout hit, Here They Lie. Likewise, Fink has, has, has contributed to uh, No Code's Observation and Devolver Digital's Knocked. In a press release, Davis explains that he met up with Fink while finishing up work on Here They Lie. Quote, we instantly started working on some prototypes I had in development at the time, and together we launched straight, straight toward something unexpected, explains Davis. Quote, Robin's vi vibrant and boundless approach to the creative process drives our work far beyond my previous experience. It's such an exhilarating trip to venture into the darkness together, end quote. The team is already at work on its first project, a single-player, immersive, cosmic horror game with, quote, strong environmental storytelling elements, end quote. More information on the title is expected in the coming months. Tim, cool. does this excite you? I mean, yeah, like all the names uh, being talked about here, like really talented people with clear visions and a cosmic horror game. Sounds really rad. Definitely love seeing this. I think the world is primed for indie studios to succeed more than ever. So this sounds awesome. I hope that the project comes out in the next couple of years and is rad. Yeah. I like I like weird shit like this, right? Like I I, I a few weeks ago we talked about um uh, a movie director uh, starting a video game studio, and it's the, it's one of those things where you know it's easy to be skeptical because you look at that and you're like, what the fuck do you know about making video games? But on the other hand, I do like the idea of taking weird creative backgrounds and applying them to video games or applying them to something different and seeing how that works you know they talk about having a focus on music and to get uh this dude from nine from nine inch nails in to make a to, to work on a game that is going to have a a quote-unquote focus on music right like i want to know what that looks like what does a cosmic horror game look like when it has a fucking banger ass soundtrack from nine inch nails right nine like inch that, fucking nails dude yeah yes. like you know let me let me see that let me hear that uh and also the, the cosmic horror game with strong environmental storytelling elements I want to know more about that. Is that going to be, is that going to be a Dead Space like game? Is that going to be more like a Bloodborne -y kind of thing? Like, what does, how does the cosmic horror, like, what, what is their take on cosmic horror? Is it going to be something that harkens back to what we know, or is it going to be something that feels brand new and different for the medium? That mm -hmm. to me sounds cool. Totally. Tim. Yes. We have breaking news. Yes, but we do. Before we get into that breaking news, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can get the show ad-free. But for now, since he didn't, let us tell you about our ads. This episode is brought to you by Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. The chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Cool Greg knows all about this. He's been getting Freshly. He's been loving it. Doesn't need to cook anything. He just gets it served here. He opens it and he's eating fantastic stuff. He was telling me all about this sausage baked penne and I was like, man, that sounds good. It sounds damn good. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door, no cooking required. Ordering is easy. You just go to Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, the sausage-baked penne I was talking about, or 
the chicken pesto bowl. Right now, Freshly is offering you guys $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash games. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. That's F-R-E-S-H-L-Y dot com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. Tim, we got some breaking news coming from over on Kotaku, uh, written by Zach Zweizen. The GTA Remaster Trilogy appears to be real and is coming to Switch. After months of rumors and speculation, Kotaku has learned from sources that Rockstar Games may be remastering three classic Grand Theft Auto games. Currently, it appears these games will be released later this fall for a multitude of platforms, including the portable Nintendo Switch. For the past year, rumors have swirled on Twitter, Reddit, and various message boards that Rockstar is working on remakes or remasters of classic PS2-era Grand Theft Auto titles. These rumors only grew in popularity as Rockstar's parent company, Take-Two Interactive, used DMCA takedowns to remove classic GTA mods from the internet while announcing that the publisher had three remastered games in development. While Kotaku can't confirm that all those... that uh, can't confirm what all of those teased remasters, remastered titles specifically are. We can confirm via, via corroborating details from three sources that GTA remasters are currently in the final stages of development. Kotaku has reached out to, to Rockstar about these remastered games and the future GTA re-releases, but our sources have so far had reliable track records that have alerted us to updates in GTA Online and Red Dead Online uh, weeks, if not months, in advance. According to these sources, Rockstar is actively developing remastered versions of Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. All three of these games are being remastered using Unreal Engine and will be a mix of, quote, new and old graphics, end quote. One source who claims to have seen a snippet of the games in action said that the visuals reminded them of a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. The UI for the games are being updated too, but will retain the same classic style. No, te- no details were shared about gameplay, but Kotaku has been told those remakes are trying to stay true to the PS2-era GTA games as much as possible. And Tim, I couldn't be more excited and happy about this happening. GTA, the, the GTA Classic Trilogy from GTA 3 to, to San Andreas are some of my favorite games on, on, on that, from that platform. And remastering them, I'm all about, especially, especially bringing them to Switch. Absolutely. And on top of that, like I think what they're they're saying here about using the Unreal Engine and a mix of new and old graphics, all that fantastic stuff. Because like if this were just ports of the games, we've had that for the last 20 years in so many different ways. Like it coming to PC and then eventually like you could play uh, the GTA three games on your or three trilogy on your iOS, like on phone and have it look way better than ps2 ever could right Mm -hmm. so like that's crazy but uh for them to actually go in and and do the the proper type of remastering that uh we've seen in the last couple years uh this generation is very very exciting and i've been wanting to go back and just dabble a little bit in in all three of these games you know just for that nostalgia kick so this sounds rad and uh something that i never really thought we'd see um surprisingly because i thought that they would have just been okay with the amount of times it's been ported like with the the first remaster that they did uh but this sounds super great especially if it's one package that's why i'm slightly excited about it the fact that they're going back and actually uh remastering it you know using using the unreal engine that tells me that they're doing more to it than just a simple up res at least i would hope so right like i don't want this to just be a simple hey you know we're doing what xbox uh does with 
you know, FP- FPS boost and upresing to 4K and all that stuff when you have backwards compatible mm-hmm. Xbox games. Like, we actually want to go in and actually actually bring this forward a bit. And more, more you know, similar be- to Master Chief Collection uh, with Halo yeah. One and Two, right? Which, yes. I guess, granted, they were separate games uh, before that, but. Um, yeah, that's everything where it's like you're actually from the ground up uh, changing it. The one thing that I'm worried about that is a real issue is the licensed soundtracks. And I doubt they're going to hit get all of the the songs oh, back. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, but th- I mean, that's the, I think the Halo Master Chief Collection is the, is the good example of that's the dream. Mm-hmm. If they do that, then I'm all in because I, I part of me has the fear of, yeah, these are PS2 games. And so remastering them could be a we could end up with a Prince of Persia situation where they finally reveal it. And we're all like, oh, but this still looks like a PS2 game. You know, this probably still plays like a, like a PS2 game. If it is that thing where they're going in, they're redoing the assets, they're making it feel or they're, they're making it look like something that does uh, play and run like a PS4 game or, or ideally a PS5 game. Then let's fucking go for it. Let's let, let's do it. That is that is the dream. Um, but yeah, there are all those worries. Like yeah, the the soundtrack, the soundtracks mean so much to those games, especially Vice City and and San Andreas. If Radio Los Santos doesn't have um, today was a good, good day by Ice Cube, I don't want it. <laughs> you I know, don't like, want it. Yeah, I don't want that shit. We need no, flock of seagulls, baby. We need Guns N' Roses. Come on. Exactly. I need Easy E. I need the classics in that soundtrack. And so fingers crossed, they're able to bring that forward um and yeah like i'm playing it on the switch sounds like such a dream come true that sounds that sounds like an amazing thing as well uh and yeah i'm ready to play san andreas for the ninth time (laughs) honestly i'm all about it tim let's get Mm -hmm. back on track with story number five splitgate wants to come to switch and mobile this is jared moore at ign 1047 Games, the studio behind the Portal meets Halo FPS Splitgate, says that it would like to see the game on Nintendo Switch and mobile in the future. During a developer Q&A streamed on Twitch, the development team was asked whether players could expect to see the game ported across t- uh, to other platforms in the future. Quote, we haven't started on it, but it's absolutely part of the vision, 1047 Games CEO Ian, I'm going to say Prue, Ian Prue said, quote, Part of the vision is we want to be able, we want to be available on everything. You know, we want to be available on mobile, Switch, I mean everything, end quote. Elsewhere in the Q&A, Prue spoke further about the future of Splitgate and whether the game would likely be ported to Unreal Engine 5 to take advantage of additional features that the new engine offers. Quote, I'm not going to say no, but we haven't looked at it. That's not happening anytime soon, realistically, Prue said. Quote, we have, we have done a lot with Unreal Engine 4, and we have a game that is extremely well optimized, that works very well. In five years, are we going to port to Unreal Engine 5? I don't know. Maybe, or maybe we'll just take pieces of Unreal, Unreal 5 and plug it in. He, he continued before finishing and noting that Rocket League, the highly popular vehicular soccer game, currently runs on Unreal Engine 3. Though, it would certainly be a sight to see Unreal Engine 5's dynamic lighting playfully bounce around split gates constantly opening and closing portals, it seemingly won't be a reality anytime in the next few years. I'm all Damn. about this. Splitgate yeah. is a fantastic game, and them them trying to bring it to Switch and mobile makes a lot of sense. You know, we've seen a lot of games, a lot of first-person shooters, not a lot of new ones, try to make their way to multiple platforms, and it working out. Like Apex runs on Switch, uh, along with games like Overwatch. We have Call of Duty Mobiles. We have Fortnite on mobile, and you know, we've had games prove prove that that can work. You know, with Splitgate, 
playing it on PS5, it is not a super, super graphically intense game. I don't play this game and go, how the fuck are you going to put this on Switch? I play that game and go, no, nah, this game can probably work on Switch. <laughs> like, yeah. it is not, it's not doing all that in terms of graphical fidelity. That game is all about the fun and all about, uh, the one thing that might be hard from a making this game run perspective might be the portals, honestly, because doing something like that technically is a challenge because when you, when you throw a portal up and you're looking through a portal but you also are existing in like your own frame of existence within the game you're causing the game to run two different instances yeah at the very same time on the same screen which is a technical challenge so that might be the thing that they that they had to figure out but you know i i would assume if this is their vision then they're on their way to doing it and you know i think I, I think the more they get this game out there, the more they're able to get this game on different platforms and the more they put, push cross-play and, you know, push the free-to-play right now, this game is going to be popping. This game is going to be popular. This game is going to be big for them. Yeah, man, it's it's really cool. We we talk about it a little bit more on the Gamescast that just came out on YouTube.com slash games. But uh, Splitgate's a game that we played a while back. We did a party mode a couple years ago and the, the, the developers came to the studio. And to see what what it's turned into is completely incredible. If you don't know, it's essentially Halo with portals. And that it's exactly as fun as it sounds. So yep. definitely check it out. Um, and I don't know if you guys talked about this on Games Daily yesterday, but there's also a next-gen update coming. So PS5 and uh, Xbox uh, X, Xbox Series X as well. Yep. Yep. And Demo Charge in chat mentions, it's not two instances, just rendering twice, which is very much what I meant. So thank you for the correction on that one. Um, but yeah, dude, the, I, I, and that's one that I, I hope when they port to PS5 and Xbox Series X, those are the versions that really shine, you know, in, in graphics. I, I, know, I know the game is cross-play as well, and so they want to have um, some parity between versions so that people aren't playing two different games on different yeah. platforms. But, you know, I, I would hope that with that port comes in you know the 4k uh, uh assets and all all the benefits i get from playing on something that is next gen mm-hmm. but for now we'll have to wait for now we can jump in to our final news story for the roper report story number six unity actually no there's seven new stories so this is the second to last new story uh story number six unity acquires parsec this is james bachelor at gamesindustry.biz Unity continues to add more services and tools to its portfolio with the acquisition of Parsec. Founded in 2016, Parsec offers customers a remote desktop tool that uses streaming technology to allow users to work from any location. Now the company will become part of Unity as part of a $320 million cash deal, which is expected to close during Unity's third quarter, ending on September 30th. During an earnings call, Following Unity's most recent financial results, CEO John Riccatello said Parsec was already widely used by his, by his own staff, as well as many of Unity's customers. It is also used by major games firms such as Electronic Arts, Ubisoft, and Square Enix. Parsec has seen significant growth as the world adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic and more companies shifted to remote working or a hybrid model. The company's subscription business is growing by 170% year on a year tim ma fucking gettys 320 million dollars for parsec does that make sense for unity a lot of money parsec what do i know that from we've i, I think we've used parsec if you've done uh game demos that's what it is yes, yes yes okay okay cool that's very interesting it makes sense especially for for unity as they're continuing to you know kind of figure out what game development and demos and all that stuff looks like in in a, a world that no matter what will forever be hybrid going forward right of the off in office or at home and all that stuff like makes a lot of sense 
Yep, makes perfect sense for that. It's funny because when I first read this news story, I was trying to put the pieces together as well of like, Unity buys Parsec. Well, how does that make sense? And it was the thing where I was thinking Parsec as the app that I use to play <laughs> to play NFL Street to online with friends because it like we I've I've used it for that right. It's a great so tool funny. to be able to play uh, to, to be able to allow people to uh, basically remote into your desktop so that you can play games together. But yeah. from a development perspective, for Unity, where this becomes value is that yeah, for game developers right now, working from home is is becoming much more of a bigger thing, right? Not just from the pandemic but going forward uh, uh once we once we reach post pandemic whatever that means for you uh working from home isn't going to stop people are still going to make make games from home people who are developing on unity especially a lot of indie developers a lot of smaller teams are going to be working from home and needing to 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 um you know remote into other people's des- desktops needing to uh uh you know, collaborate with other developers in a way that they can do adequately from home. And so taking Parsec and building that into Unity for them is probably a genius idea that is going to solve a lot of issues around that. And so that makes sense. I'm still going to use Parsec to play NFL Street 2 online, hopefully. You know, like the, hopefully that that functionality doesn't go away. And then and for Unity, I imagine they don't they don't they don't fuck with it in that sense. Um, but this is this does strike me as a good idea for them for what Unity is and expanding Unity as a game development platform. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Go get immunity. Get them. Our final Roper Report story. Story number seven. There's pandemonium at Nintendo World. God, this is from stop, Chris. Stop right now. I can't take it if this is actually a negative bad thing. Please let this be fun chaos news. Bless. Please. Tim, I have good news for you. It Thank is God. fun chaos Thank news. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling from Chris Scullion at Video Games Chronicle. Kevin, I have a video, if you can pull it up, uh, that is in the dock under the news story. A stack of decorative Goomba characters at, J- at Japan's Super Nintendo World fell over this week, narrowly missing guests. The incident happened on Monday afternoon at the Osaka-based park's Yoshi's Adventure Ride, Asahi Shumbun uh, Digital Reports. The piece of scenery, which is shaped like four Super Mario Goomba enemies standing on top of each other in a stack, fell over and landed near the entrance to a tunnel on the ride. The Goombas reportedly fell from a height of several meters, but landed on a section of the ride that was inaccessible by guests, meaning nobody was hurt. A video shared on social media shows four Super Nintendo World staff members struggling to lift up the statue, suggesting it's heavy. According to park management, some attractions in the park were suspended until the morning of the following day, so staff could perform checks to make sure everything else was safe. It's not confirmed if winds caused the Goombas to fall, but the operating company is currently investigating the cause. Tim, could you imagine being at Super Nintendo World and you look over and you see a stack of four motherfucking Goombas just slowly tipping over, slowly making their way toward the ground? Now, here's the thing. Uh, I've seen a YouTube video of this ride in action, and it is like the world's slowest moving ride, too. So it would be like insult to injury because like you're not moving quickly. You're in this damn Yoshi going one mile per hour watching these goddamn Goombas fall. Bless. Thank you. Thank you for making this part of the show because you of just course. read through this thing super seriously as we watch this video <laughs> that shows fucking nothing. This video might be the worst footage ever of all oh, time. But the funniest thing is you talking about, uh, hold on, a video shared on social media shows four Super Nintendo World staff members struggling to lift up the statue, suggesting it's heavy. And you said that <laughs> as this is being shown. That is the fucking funniest thing in the world. Like, look at the- 
struggle. Look at the struggle to try and carry these things off the stage. And could you imagine, like, being on this slow-ass Yoshi ride and fucking Goombas fall toward you and you're like, fuck, this is what Mario oh, goes through Lord. in these games. I'm Mario in this situation. I'm riding a Yoshi and these Goombas are attacking me. If anything, it's authentic. If, it's if authentic. anything, you're getting the real experience. Oh, my Lord. I love it. Tim, I cannot yeah. wait for me, you, and the rest of the Kind of Funny crew to eventually make our make our way to Super Nintendo World oh, and ride so the good. Yoshi ride and avoid the Goombas. But that is just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. I'm laughing at the suggesting it's heavy. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Whoever wrote this was in their bag. They're in their Duffy for sure. Uh, shout out to Chris Schooling at Video Games Chronicle. You did your thing on that article. Out today, we got... We did ads, right? Yeah, we did do ads. Out today, we got the plane effect for PS5, Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC. We got Faraday Protocol for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Foreclosed for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Tetragon for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Art of Rally for Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Switch. Non, the first warp for PC and Mac. Fire Tonight for Switch, PC, and Mac. The Amazing American Circus for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm pretty sure that's a movie star starring um, uh, Hugh Jackman. Naraka Blade Point for P That's the Greatest Showman reference that nobody got. I apologize. I, got, I was right there. You that movie it? sucks, Thank you. though. Sweet. Yeah, no, that movie's not good. That movie's not good. It was, I was hanging out with the homies, right? I won't I won't reveal the homies, Yousef. Uh, but they're like, hey man, you're gonna love the greatest showman. You love musicals, you love Hugh Jackman, you're gonna love the greatest showman. And and I love Zach Efron. Uh watch the greatest showman. Kevin also at his point in that movie. <laughs> why wasn't that movie why wasn't that movie better? You know, like it, it should have been way more better than there's like been one way better. There was one, maybe two great songs in that a lot musical. of veiled racism too a lot of veiled racism that they didn't address no nope. that they didn't address whatsoever nope. it was weird right i guess shit's normal hey man you know what we still have uh hairspray if you want a good uh zach still have hair. we'll always we have, have hairspray, hairspray. bless <laughs> and you got lay miz you know if you want to see a slightly better hugh jackman role in a musical we got lay bad miz. singing you know terrible singing what you don't like the singing in lay miz you didn't uh, well, like I dreamed just, a dream? No, I mean Sun songs are great, but like should Russell Crowe ever sing? Okay, that, you are asking relevant questions. That is a good question. <laughs> should Russell Crowe ever sing? That's a good point. <laughs> uh we also got Naraka Blade Point coming to PC. Love Esquire is out for Switch. Uh Poker Champion, Texas Hold'em is out for Switch. Ooh, how do I pronounce this one? Uh Fatagan. Fatan? F-H-T-A-G-N, Tales of Creeping Madness is out today for Switch. Dinosaur Fossil Puzzle is out for Switch. One Deck Dungeon is out for Switch. And then Doctor Who, The Lonely Assassins, is out today for Switch. Listen, I see people in chat that take issue with my words about The Greatest Showman because I said it has one to do two good songs. It's here. I can, I can tell you the two good songs in that movie. It's the song where the girl is on stage singing. You know the one. That was a very good moment in the film. And then it's the song where it's Zac Efron and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, where they're in the bar and Hugh Jackman is telling Zac Efron that he should join uh, his scam. Those are the two good songs in that movie. Everything else was very average. Very average. Yo, right, I just, fight me. this this game, F-H-T-A-G-N, I was like, what the mm. fuck is that? So I Googled it. Kev, can you do me a favor? And can you just Google that and show the response, like show what, what pops up on, uh, on, on Google? 
I love that Yusef is in chat. I didn't realize Yusef would be watching this show live. I just, I fucking just roasted this the hell out of this movie that Yusef specifically recommended for me. And he is I in chat. It. Yusef, you weren't supposed to see that. I apologize. But I mean every word that I said. Yusef said just, you can't condemn the greatest showman. Another. You can't condemn the greatest showman for how it handles racism and then pr praise Hairspray. Hairspray was ahead of its time. Uh, all right, Kevin, I'm looking at this thing that you're, that you're showing, but it's very uh, It's low very rise. hard hard to see. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, bless, what, can, what you, am I looking can you at read right this? Now? No, I cannot. It's very low rise for me. I'm going to slack you. Just Google what I'm slacking you, okay? Okay. It's. I mean, it's not in English, you know? <laughs> it's just like, I just want to say, I was trying to figure out what this word meant. And then Urban huh. Dictionary gives me this response. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking. When I type it on Google, the game does immediately pop up. Oh, what the? Ooh, wow. So there then I, I looked it. into it. It's Cthulhu's language yeah. from yeah. HP Lovecraft. And I'm like, oh, ancient ones. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Shit. So th this phrase roughly translates to in this house at Relais, dead Cthulhu waits dreaming. So there you go. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. You learn a new thing every day. Mm -hmm. um, new the things such as it? Hairspray, way better than The Greatest Showman. 100%. New dates for you. We got Guild Wars 2, End of Dragons, first beta. That begins on August 17th. Shelter 2 launches on September 21st on Steam. The Magister, the murder mystery card battler, will launch September 2nd on Steam and Nintendo Switch and September 3rd on Xbox One. Oh, no, somebody just joined the chat. Who is? Oh, okay, it's Roger McCorney. I thought it was Yusef McGee for a second. I was like, oh, no, am I going to have to battle this man? He's going to beat us up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, no, not, really, not Yusef McGee. You got really scared there for a second. What's Listen. up, Raj? Hey, oh, no, it was just a post show. He's here sure. for the post show. Oh, okay, for a here good early. time. Here early. And then uh, Frostpunk 2 has been announced for PC. And then Splunky 1 and 2 for Switch will launch on August 26th on the eShop. Here's the thing, all right? If Yusef McGee did pop into the chat, I would be scared. Because Yusef McGee, a very capable man. That man has muscles. That man has biceps. Capable man, yes. A very capable man. He's also the, one of the nicest people I know. And so, like, I and know he would one of the wouldn't. smartest and craftiest. It's like, don't he's fuck a super with villain. Yusef. Y'all, just don't fuck with Yusef. He's like, yeah, he's, he's like a nice Lex Luthor. Both? He's like a Lex Luthor where everything went right. The nice Lex Luthor, dude. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> the Lex Luthor where everything went right. Yeah, like Lex Luthor, but like his parents loved him, you know? Mm -hmm. like he, and he also took the superhero serum. So, Lex, like yeah. imagine Lex, but, you know. Lex, who like halfway through the first comic was like, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> I'm going to become Tim, a superhero. Tim, I know you're <laughs> yeah. not a big Superman fan, uh -huh. but Lex is very very like top of physical shape like that's a big thing in his character of like he likes to be very fit to prove what the like peak of human kindness is and doesn't he yeah. sometimes get some alien dna in him you know what i mean all up in there no way let's let luther would let's for what i know about lex luther which is very He's little i watched batman be superman <laughs> lex luther wouldn't let alien dna that, that's a bad interpretation that's, of, of that's lex that's hypocritical right he hates Superman because he's an alien. All right. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. telling you what I know. I'm just telling you what I'm I know. Just okay? I'm, just, I'm just telling you. you know, I mean, I read one book once. Come on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Deal of the... Wait, Roger, which book was it? Uh, Why are you going to ask him questions? It was uh, Mice of Men. Mice of Men. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. I've never read that one, actually. I've read Lord of the Flies. Really? I've read that one. Lord of the, Yo, Lord Lord of the Flies. Flies. It's dope. Uh, Mice of Men, I like it.
You know what I mean? Yeah, people used to call, there was a character named Roger in there, but people would still make fun of me and call me Piggy. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to get the sad part. Do you, do you know what? This is going to clue you in. <laughs> that defeated that him. <laughs> Tim, is, Tim is done yeah. right now. No, that's good. One that's going to clue you in, since we're talking about all books that we probably read in high school, the one book that I decided to read, well, I decided to read one and a half books in high school, right, out of all the assigned reading. The one that I read, because I actually enjoyed it some way, and this is going to clue you into the type of kid I was, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, that was no my one's shit. surprised, bless. Catcher no in the Rye was my fucking shit. world surprised. <laughs> in high school, I was like, Go oh, hang man. out with Michael Sarah, okay? This, go, this one goes places. He would love to. He would love Michael Sarah is a fantastic actor. I love, I love. I, look, look, I, I am more on Bless's side of the Michael Sarah thing than anyone's, but I love that that's even a side to begin with. Like, Bless What's is wrong with Michael Sarah? So much. He's so such a bad actor. Oh, I'm going to say no, he's, not. he's not a good actor. He just keeps getting cast. He, he just gets. He just keeps getting casted in the because same Because it's role. the that's only like thing that's he's like good being, at. That's it's like being like Idris Elba. That's like being like Idris Elba is a bad actor because he always plays the tough British guy. It's like that's, No, he plays different roles. You remember when he was like Where, the, what, what movie is Idris Elba not tough? Well, I mean that's a different question. That's a different question. You know, what I, mean? I don't know his full his full filmography. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we get wrong. Uh yeah, you can. But uh, before we even get there, yeah, we'll deal with uh, the day the for you. Office, Rebel Galaxy you is available for free on Epic Game Store if you want to check that out. Uh of course, you can go to confine.com slash you're wrong, where you can write in a list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. One that I think is interesting but, here is uh Ben Hutchison says, not uh, you're wrong, an addition that I think is really interesting is several popular Overwatch League casters stopped saying McCree uh in cast and just started referring to him as the cowboy. So it's already starting in communities. Hell yeah. And then uh let's see, hard hard if I find writes in here and says, Bless, while I agree with you that the name should be changed, I'm glad you're not in the naming department. Cowboy Man is an absolutely terrible name. I don't disagree. That is that you are correct. Don't name him Cowboy Man, but I do like the Cowboy as like a, a, a nickname that the casters are giving him. Shout out to the casters. The Here's cowboy. the thing, Bless. Cowboy Man is only a dumb name because it's a little redundant with the boy and the man. Let's just call him <laughs> Cowman. You're right. You're right. It is redundant. Uh, cow- and- <laughs> cowboy Man. <laughs> Cowman, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Then, uh, Nana writes in and says, Idris Elba as Charles Minor in The Office was not tough. I, I didn't watch those. That man, that man was definitely tough. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't watch the episodes, but I've seen Wait, really? screenshots. I'm not like, I've not watched through the office. I've only seen like one off episodes whenever it was on Comedy Central or whatever channel. Um, you got, you got, like, come on, man. But he looked you tough whenever wa- I was You should screen. watch The Office and Roger needs to watch Seinfeld. You don't do need, need to watch, watch the, the office. office. I probably do need to watch Seinfeld. You don't need to watch The Office. You, I, no, I get you, the I think you'd like, I, you I don't get it. I just yeah, watched it for Tim, the first Tim time like it. a year and a half ago. Dude, it's as good as everyone says it is. It I mean, really I, fucking is. One off episode here, one off episode there. It's whatever. It's building with the characters. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. Growing these with them is amazing, yeah. Yeah. That's but right. anyways, here we go. Anyways, Cowman. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's hosts are <laughs> me and Greg. So look forward to that. If you're watching this live on Twitch after this is Mike 
in uh, Mike and Barrett and me starting our playthrough of Metal Gear Solid oh, 2. So excited. Hell yeah. Can't wait for that. If you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. For now, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Stick around for that.